0: I am unashamed. What about you? So, uh, we have today a guest. I love guest days. Uh, a good friend of ours, Steve Holiday, And uh, Steve and Holly have been uh, at our church about four years. And where you, y'all came from? Dallas D- area. The Dallas area. So, first time we met them, uh, obviously was when we were meeting there together, and then we did dinner at your house. You guys came over to our house and we just, you know, what you guys did amazed me. And then, and now as you've been here a little while, I didn't even know you guys could sing and are, or ta- talented, you know? And I so it, it might uh, still be out on that. <laughs> That's how we, <laughs> no, you, know, you
1: guys are awesome. Well, y'all go around and talk about marriages and, and are real transparent with your past and, and helping marriages, but you also can sing. And so when we, started helping out with the worship, or I guess we were asked by Trent, who was the pastor there. We were trying to form a team of servants that would just, you know, try to uh, make our experience on Sunday mornings awesome. And y'all are part of our team, you and your wife. So mm-hmm. we, we connected in that right and then awesome. they
0: have a what's your class the class before the covid now we had not been able to do yeah it, class, it was holy roar the holy roars was, i call them the holy rollers <laughs> is what i call but the holy roars Yeah, it was inspired
1: by that book that came yeah. out on worship but it, it was awesome
0: it was real so, good because you guys kind of i mean you you did it over over singing and over songs but then you were bringing in some teaching and So it's just kind of a way to be able to stay
1: inspired because the Bible says so much about worship. And it does. And in most groups, not just our group, in religion itself, you get such in the habit of doing the same thing over and over and singing the same songs over and over. And let's face it, it just becomes a bit dry. Yeah. And especially for the young people because they come in there and they're like, I mean, you just think about what all they have to deal with on the Internet and entertainment and everything. And then you're just hearing the same songs, and it just gets a little It becomes rit- ritualized. It's yeah. just something you do. Never. So I didn't realize until I studied for a year and a half how much the Bible talks about worship and these moments, especially in the Gospels where yeah. Jesus has this powerful moment, and it triggered a spontaneous moment of worship. Right, And so we tried to infuse that. And some of our Sunday morning gatherings, but the side part of that was the connection we all made with that group, mm-hmm. and we've kind of moved on since we're living in Texas half the time, mm-hmm. and so y'all are still doing well with the team and uh, well what it what it did was it was just it's like anything
0: else when when things change in in a church setting, it opens up opportunities for other people and so yeah. uh Perky who was a uh, local teacher just a I don't just a a very talented Mm -hmm. musical person. He Mm -hmm. can play any instrument. But his job for us, working with you guys earlier, but now he's kind of doing it solo, is he takes contemporary songs, you know, Christian songs Mm -hmm. that are great, and then arranges them, you know, in a way that you can do it a cappella. Because we have an a cappella service and we have an instrumental service. So a lot of times we're singing the same songs on both sides of our building on Sunday morning. But on one side you got the instruments, and the other side it's all voices, and it's really unique. And of course, I go back and forth because I preach sometimes in both services, so I find it fascinating and enjoy both because mm-hmm. they're they're so different. But but I I love that we we're able to hold on to some really good tradition. There were a couple of uh, uh, ladies there Sunday, uh, Steve from Dallas area, and uh, they had never experienced acapella wow. worship before, and so they were like, "Oh, this was so." Amazing. It was beautiful, you know, and so there's was going on and on. So it's really neat because sometimes, like, you think about the instrumental service in our case, where all the young people go, college kids are in there and all that, but sometimes people do appreciate the difference in something different, you know. Mm, yeah. So we just, you know, we tried to do it at an excellent pace, and that's what Missy, I think, first brought to the table. You know, when she started working with that, you know, a couple of years ago, and so you guys have kind of been a
1: mm-hmm. some of the fruit, I guess,
0: of that. And well, and, and what's
1: not seen is it's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's hard to make. And what we that's were why you do, said that we had a group of servants. You're exactly right. Oh this. my goodness! When you're trying to take a, a song you're on the radio that's contemporary, mm-hmm. the and to transform that into an acapella song that people just it's not like fingernails on a chalkboard. Which you can go down that road <laughs> to make it moving and and real. It, it just well, it's I don't know. So
0: did you grow up with, with from our heritage? Did you grow up? with yes. Acapella. So 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 you know how I always tell people. Does I tell the two ladies the other day? I said acapella done well is beautiful. Acapella not done well is it's not horrible. beautiful. <laughs>
2: I mean, you need. Well, <laughs> Well, uh, I've been a part of both in my life. I'm, I, I'm old school, so I, I volunteered to go across the river, a little small group over there, and, uh, and I rolled in there, and I said, if you're looking for a song service, I said, i tell you what, we'll go to the book of Acts. Jesus has just left. There's been 3,000 saved. G- he preached the gospel to them. I said, let's see. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe. Many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had anything in common. I said, I'm waiting on the song service. Selling their <laughs> possessions and goods they gave to everyone. Had it. They continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. They praised God and enjoying the favor of all the people, and he landed to their number those who had been saved. I said, here's the deal. I can't sing. I can't carry a tune in a bucket. I said, we're not going to have a song service until we find somebody around this place that can sing. I said, if you want to volunteer, stand up and fire it up, and we'll go with you. I said, we're ready when you are. Go for it. Well, nobody moved. I'm like, when we get some singers around here, we'll 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 well." About a year later, <laughs> finally somebody volunteered.
3: So now, you finally had somebody now, yeah. that could yeah. sing. So
2: we started on the ground floor. <laughs> so now we have a song. So I said, now if you can sing, I said, boy, you're missing your gift. Get up and do it right now. We'll, we'll you know, join it's with funny,
0: you." Because I heard stories about. I something. said, if
2: we can't sing, can't carry a tune in a bucket, the worst thing we could do is make a feeble attempt at it. I said, so let's just wait. <laughs> well,
1: when you sing a cappella, I mean, you're on an island. Yeah. yeah, you don't. There's. I mean, they did a. They did a successful show. You know what made American Idol successful is getting people to try out to sing a cappella who yep. think they can sing. That's yep. what I'm saying. And then it's so bad that it becomes entertainment because <laughs> they're right. like, "What about that?" Yeah. And then you got the guy from England. And then they're, they're not saying, laughing with you. They're laughing this at is you. like a bad person on a cruise ship trying to make a buck. Well, everybody laughs.
2: It is good now that... uh, So that's been uh, almost two years ago. So two years later, we're much bigger, way more people, got a little song service in there. And now I I told someone, they said, well, you know, when you started out, there was no singing at all. I said, we couldn't... No one knew how to sing. I said, you know, couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. I said, but now... We're far enough along. I said, the biggest thing is now, so many more are being saved all the time. We got something to, be, to sing about now. <laughs> I'll tell you
1: this, though. There's an obscure verse in the Gospels right before Jesus was arrested. When he, It says he took his disciples, and they went out, and they sang a hymn. And yep. I just try, you know, in all my study, there was there's something so small about that verse yet so powerful. Here's the creator of the universe becoming a man. He's fixed down on a cross. And he had that experience with those disciples because I think more in he was preparing them for what was going to happen. But I just think for the future of all they had to go through, don't you know they sang that same song throughout Honestly, all that, the You brought up an interesting that, point, Jace.
2: It, it would be pretty good if you were with the people of God, the kingdom of God, Jesus being the king, their sins have been washed away, they're guaranteed to be raised from the dead. They do have something to sing about, but it would be pretty good if you could just fix it to where every time you sang, it was kind of like spontaneous. Someone just starts a song and you join in with him well that would be kind of what Jace is talking about. Well they, one of the They pit, just walked well, out there and they said somebody the, probably started going well and started leading one and they just they chimed in, but spontaneity could, that's, well. You know, was that's it, that's was
1: Matthew twenty six thirty was where that's at.
0: What was but, the what's the one that is it Corinthians or Ephesians, where he said, sing songs to one another. Yeah. yeah. You know, that idea That's my is, point. What, is what you're saying.
1: Well, I was going to bring that up. I mean, you just think about the contrast. And I know we're going to talk about family and y'all's, y'all's ministry. But one of the main reasons that I pursued my wife is because I heard her sing hmm. to the Lord. Right. And I thought, I need this in my life. I mean, Jace, out of all the miracle. reasons
2: to find to love a woman singing, I didn't think that would be part of well, it. Well, I just thought,
1: you know, it did something to me. Yeah. When
2: she opened her mouth and started
1: singing, I thought, Whoa, I, I need to pursue this. I want a front row seat <laughs> to that. And But, Al, you, you brought up Ephesians 5, because I want to say this. You think about people who let their guard down where a lot of singing is going on. I mean, we've all been to country music concerts, you know, people get a little liquid courage, you know, and all of a sudden they think they can sing. That's right. Well, Ephesians 5, you have this contrast where he said, don't get drunk, but yet be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another. And then he lists, which I love, which is what we were trying to do, three different categories of how you can sing psalms which is with a stringed instrument yep. hymns and spiritual songs sing and make music in your heart but i thought what a contrast you know paul by via the holy spirit he gives you this image of this spontaneity singing that people drunk people do because they're having fun and because they're not them <laughs> themselves <And> he's <laughs> like oh, no no you be filled with the Spirit, and He gives you choices. Not spirit of, of By the how, way, how to do that.
2: Yeah. While you're there, Jace, it is at least interesting that when God was populating planet Earth, He's bringing the people, and He's giving all these people on the generations of where they came from, tracing all the way back to Adam, Eve, <laughs> Cain, and Abel, one killed the other one, Seth, and other sons and daughters. He's populating Earth. It is interesting, and. Uh, Pretty enlightening. Uh, he's talking about different ones. His brother's name was Jubal. Uh, th- that's uh, Jabal. <laughs> Back on Jubal, the, the brother old Jubal. <laughs> he was the father of all who played the harp and flute. Well, it is pretty interesting when you when you're when you're populating the earth. You gave some people, yeah, an innate ability with the flute and the harp. Well, that right there tells you. This is going to be used later on to praise God, or he wouldn't have made them that were really good at it. So a lot of people, you That's notice, you say, "Boy, you know that guy can really play a guitar." He's yeah, Jubal came from Jubal. <laughs> They're like Jubal. Who's so, that?
1: So I guess Perky is a Jubalite.
2: He's a Jubalite. Yeah, he, I
1: nicknamed Perky Snap. <laughs> some people just got top. it. Yeah, because he, he's, he's snapping. You know, when you're singing a cappella, there's no music behind. It, so well, he, the drums the drums keep
0: people. On the on the timing in a song, I I didn't know that till I used to sing some at CR that the drum is keeping your making sure you're pacing your song right the beat of it, and so you don't have drums. So Perky that's is when the he drum. Does. Look when I first He's a met Perky,
1: it, yeah. he was like, you know, I'll I'll show you what I can do, and he he brought an instrument called a I think it was called a didgeridoo. where you hum? Have you ever seen that? It's no. it's yeah. He brought it and it was. That was, it, them old guys, was them a more guy, a more rock and roll. No, no. <laughs> 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 Blowing it in the tube, you know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it, it, just, it just went like. <laughs> <laughs> it basically sounded like. <laughs> and I was like. Like a bullfrog? That's it. And he was like, yeah, it's pretty cool. sure. It wasn't a whiskey jar. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like a. I think he called it. A so dish. let me get
2: this right. God made people who is going to be the father, here's old Jubal, of the stringed instrument. But then he said, but I never want to hear him, you know, when you come. I'm like, wait a minute here. Wait a minute. He made people that were good at this. Well, I know that was for our benefit, the human race. I'm being honest here. You say he made some people that were just known all the way to voice, whether it be voices or singing or instruments or whatever. He made some people that are good at it. He he did. Uh, Let's take a break.
0: Well, we're finding out it's another hurricane heading our way. It it just seems like there's always something that's gonna (laughs) knock out your power, close this grocery store. I mean, this has been some year twenty twenty. But one of our uh, one of our supporters, uh, Patriot Supply, is ready, and uh, and therefore we're ready. We got some. uh, See what we got here in the pantry today: some Maple Grove oatmeal. Just add water. So this is basically a four-week supply of food that comes in one of these tubs. And look, hurricane, pandemic, whatever hits, here's your emergency food supply, Dave. It's like
1: the doomsday people went from being crazy to logical.
0: Exactly, especially when you because you got
1: to eat, right? It's kind of like the germaphobe thing. <laughs> That's people right. call me a germaphobe. Now they call me a genius.
0: That's exactly right. You were ahead of your time. If
2: you if you fall victim to some circumstances, to have a bucket of grub is
0: it's a good thing. So here's how you get yours. Visit mypatriotsupply.com. That's mypatriotsupply.com and check these guys out and get you some food. And and also to that but which is that's part of our heritage is we were we come from churches of Christ but we we split with the Christian Church over that ago, issue, over that issue.
2: Shouldn't have done that. You know, and
0: it, it, you're right. It was just crazy when you look back on it and you think about that because, you know, you're pra- praising God is praising God. You know, why would instruments be able to be used for entertainment without God and not include God? That's, and that's he made them part. that have,
2: were very skilled, the DNA. Yeah. You'd say it's in Gee, their DNA. You're talking about,
1: Steve will tell you the theme of our Holy War class was it's not how you worship it too. Right. And because, you know, the Ephesians 5 that I just went through, I, I don't know how you could be more diverse in, in what he was explaining there. I mean, there's no—he wasn't breaking down how you— I mean, he did say don't get drunk on wine, but he was giving you a picture. We know what that picture is. It's a bunch of people partying, right? thinking they can sing, falling down, and it, they're like, oh, we're being happy. And of all things he could contrast, it's almost like— you're almost in an uncontrolled state, which is his analogy, in the Spirit, where you're singing these different types of songs, but it's not how. It, it's, it's who. You know, he gets down to the end. He says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And he says, it, it, it's in the name of our Lord Jesus. You know, Make music in your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God, to the Father. His point was not the point that people are making. Well, which what was he talking about? He was talking about who. Yeah. And so I, I think that's where we. One missed of it. my
0: favorite stories in the Bible is in Acts sixteen, talking about spontaneous singing um, when Paul and was it Paul and Silas? Yeah, Paul and Silas had been beaten, and they're in prison, locked locked in chains, and they just break out singing. In the middle of the night.
2: Well, so far, I've heard you three, but now the, the audience is is wondering, well, when did Steve come in?
1: <laughs> we're going to get well, that. Uh, part uh, of the group. We were just. Oh, you're letting the ground know the
2: connection. Yeah, that
0: groundwork. Chew up that. an hour
2: before you a cat his tail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We were just letting that meander, That that doesn't like the meander. He gets too far off the path, Steve. That's what he we does. We have a
2: guest today. He'll say something in a minute, about 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> Well,
0: you know how hard it is to get a word in edgewise ear. you hear free that all the time. You almost have to interrupt
2: Steve Eboz can—they never run out of stories. <laughs> They're,
0: They're always they right learn. in the middle of this great theological the
3: best. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're exactly right. That's where it started. Well, since Dad has moved us along, uh, I do—I I will tell the audience why I invited Steve on. So, I was reading this um, because I want you to tell our audience about your ministry because I, I find it fascinating. Uh, Steve is a counselor, uh, among other things. And um, I read this article uh, about the collapse of the traditional fame. That's the name of the thing. And I actually went, then I looked it up online and found the actual uh, joint economic committee of the U.S. Congress. They they did this whole thing. And I thought, why would the Congress come up with a title that says the demise of the happy two-parent home? And I saw, it just intrigued me. And then I, the more I dug into it, I realized that this group of people—the reason they would do a study like this about families and how how different they are in America—is because they're f- figuring out where to send money. You know, their whole deal is the Congress is like, where do we send the money to? So they observe these changes in our behavior. But it's actually it's interesting because the stats kind of showed a lot to me. So I was looking at that, and so I thought I, I want to get somebody on the podcast that works a lot with families with things that go wrong because obviously that's happened a lot. So that's why I asked you on here, Steve, to tell the audience a little bit about, um, uh, ultimate escape and kind of what you do, how you got into it. What's it
3: called? Ultimate escape. Ultimate, ultimate escape. escape. Okay. So we, uh, basically partner with uh, churches, families, organizations and address the area of sexuality, um, specifically addictive sexual behavior, sexual identity issues and sexual trauma or sexual abuse. Um, a lot of presentations at churches. Uh, our tagline is, you can learn a lot about sex from a, and then fill in the blank. Um, Chocolate Bunny is probably the most well-known of all the object lessons. But uh, when we moved here, we added one, you can learn a lot about sex from a duck call. Um, oh, really? <laughs> just in honor of uh, the the whole West Monroe. If we're going to be in West Monroe, <laughs> we might as well uh, be like West Monroe, right? Yeah. Uh, and so that's basically what our ministry does. Uh, the counseling is a part of that. Uh, so we do local counseling, uh, you know, where we're based, uh, but also do counseling when I'm speaking at different churches and so for for, uh, you know, doing a group for missionaries, uh, every two years I go to Brazil and, and uh, do counseling for the missionaries at that conference, uh, mm-hmm. typically about 50 guys. And so, you know, I'll spend three or four days just throughout the afternoon, evening doing counseling. Uh, and it's almost always around early sexual encounters, um, mm-hmm which have then morphed into porn struggles or affairs or uh, what have you. So, as you said, you know, when things go wrong early on, uh, those typically come out in uh, in ways that destroy families. Yeah.
0: So uh, uh, our audience is is more male and a lot of young men uh, mm-hmm. watch and listen to Unashamed. And so I just know from some of the back and forth that I've had, you know, with, with some young mm-hmm. men, what a struggle this is. I mean and so what 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 how big a problem is internet pornography and, and everything that goes with it Universal. in terms of the young, yeah. You know about
3: about a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, well that's what I, mean, I thought, not Why funny. I've never purchased
2: a I, cell phone. Oh, here
1: we go. And, <laughs> and it <laughs> but, Phil, I'll say this. The first time I heard y'all do y'all's presentation, I had no idea what y'all were gonna talk about. But I mean it like 30 seconds in, I thought, this is fixing to get uncomfortable. You know, a lot of churches, for whatever reason, they just don't talk about it. Which is part of the problem, right, Steve? I mean, our family was. Because people are talking about it, trust me. Our family was raised in an environment, you probably figured it out from our listeners, that there was no taboo subject. I mean, I remember coming home from school asking Phil what VD was because I heard somebody talking about Mm -hmm. it. And Phil went on a withering barrage <laughs> of all these things I'd never heard of. Gone He wasn't, he wasn't syphilis- talking about Victory Day either, and was Look, it? he was like, they will rot everything you have from the hips down. It will be gone. And look, I was eight years old, and I was traumatized. But I tell you this, later on, on my first date, I remembered that speech because I was thinking gonorrhea <laughs> so but
3: I've had to counsel some young couples who've heard a speech like that Yeah, in the background yeah, well, maybe I need it some counseling
1: uh, but no well, I, you need I, counseling. I, got, I got past it but I was just gonna say <laughs> I'm glad that you're I mean because I know it has to be or at least at first a little uncomfortable the settings mm-hmm. that you're in that people are like oh my goodness we're fixed to talk about this especially if you're guilty like if you're I can't imagine people who are like addicted to porn on the internet and then here you come in and the next thing you know, we're graphically talking about this in detail. Mm -hmm. So
3: Holly says it was the first five years of sitting at the back listening to me do presentations before she finally stopped turning red every time we said the word masturbation. Oh, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Dad, Dad dropped that one on a response. I've heard that
3: story. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Dad, he read a letter. <laughs> oh, we got to tell the
0: story. <laughs> that this <laughs> brother,
2: this brother has come down today. Uh, and he Phil, he problem. wrote we, at <laughs> our <laughs> church.
1: <laughs> at our church, we we are one of the few churches I've ever been to that when somebody comes down and shares their problems, they 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 said out loud, "Us yeah. to
2: pray for him and to help him." I yeah. understood that. And I said, but but they were the, the our brothers were just not used to saying. Here's an interesting prayer here, so let's. Let's let's get around this, brother, and pray so for. He us. wrote a letter and said, "I'm and struggling
0: with masturbation," it. and Dad read the letter. And, and every w- time he would say it, it was like somebody was in the back with the something just hammered well, on the. No, the was, first time he I was, I was he chastised said
2: it. by that. With at, at the time, <laughs> church leadership. I ended up in church leadership, but before I got this there, this was pre-church. I was like chastised <laughs> on some things you just don't bring up. They were wrong, but I just <laughs> see.
3: To me, that was one of the things that drew us to. Uh, that we our church. Uh, when yeah, Holly yeah. and I came and visited one day, I mean, we just happened to be coming through town and, and dropped in for church service. And uh, the number of people who responded and the transparency of the yeah. responses, you know, we didn't hear the, I've said none things I shouldn't have done. Please pray for me. We heard very specific, yeah. uh, some pretty sensitive issues. Yeah. Um, and, and I thought, man, that's exactly that what it honestly We learned as we
2: dealt with human beings, you know, if you look at it, you know, that Romans 1, God's pretty mm-hmm. blunt the Holy Spirit having the Apostle Paul write down, you know, perversion, whatever they receive in themselves, the due penalty for their perversion. They don't mess around with that. I mean, it's a serious thing.
1: Yeah, and our church's defense, it's a safe place where people wouldn't do that. And there's no rocks being thrown. And people gather. No one ever responds alone. There's always the people working with them that go with them. And it's always love and it's always forgiveness. But when Phil read that, I remember it was a collective (laughs) gasp. From the audio, it
2: was an audible. (gasps) (gasps) (sighs) Yeah,
3: and I thought I was.
2: I was thinking this needs to be done. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but
3: the roof didn't fall
2: in, right?
1: No, it didn't fall in, and guess what? You know, the I mean, it's something that we're going to deal with. Well, uh, let's take another break.
0: So one of uh, Dad, one of our favorite uh, sponsors is uh, a company called Omega XL. And basically, they've come up with a way to be able to attack inflammation, which is the main pain source in your body. And you get a little older, uh, like uh, you, I guess, and me, because I'm not too far
2: behind Without you. Without ingesting pharmaceuticals. Exactly. It's,
0: it's all natural. Uh, basically, they uh, they found some uh, in New Zealand. They, they got some mussels that they grow in the water, so it's all natural. And out of those muscles, uh, they extract Omega XL, and it basically helps your inflammation, which is great. And Dad and I have been taking it. Here's how you get a hold of it, OmegaXL.com fill. If you buy a bottle, you're going to get your second bottle free, which is great. So that's OmegaXL.com fill. Or you can call them 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888 and get you some inflammation help.
2: I see no downside to them. I, I pop, I've been popping them every day.
0: Tony only pill you take?
2: Fish oil, muscle oil.
0: Well, actually, it it that and some other things. One was Mac Owen's response to being a drug addict. You know, he, his his dad worked for the church. His, his other his father-in-law was an elder. Those things broke down the church can't talk about bad stuff Mm -hmm. at at our church at WFR so that happened over these instances I think where people just started getting more and more real then it was like well you know what People are finding healing that way because if we feel like we can talk about whatever our mm-hmm. issues are with other people, because I'm sure what you deal with, Steve, even I don't put words in your mouth, but is is people that are super ashamed,
3: absolutely, of
0: of what they've been doing or what they've been seeing or whatever. And so, and I know mm-hmm. that shame and guilt that's that's what the evil one uses to keep it in the dark,
3: right? Yeah, one of the common things that I'm working with a family, especially when there's uh, there's inappropriate sexual behavior going on within uh, the children in the family. Uh, the fear is if anybody at church finds out, they'll kick us out of church. And so right. the last people they want to go to are their pastors, their shepherds, mm, yeah. um, and which you know, to me is the the opposite of how it ought to be. That's you right.
0: It, yeah. So do you think, obviously, not only is technology, computers, and cell phones, as we talk about a lot on this podcast, obviously we're a result of a good thing here because we're talking about mm-hmm. this subject and others, on these same devices, but obviously – there's an end more for younger and younger people, mm-hmm. and, and I guess women and or young boys and mm-hmm. girls, but especially for boys, because I just remember the first time I sort of discovered pornography was you know some guy's house, and under his dad's bed, there yeah, was a the magazine. magazine. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that was that first introduction, but now, of course, everybody's carrying around, you know mm-hmm. a, a potential. Well, it's live se- sex
1: acts. You, right. you know, it's not pictures.
0: It's, so it's. Uh, and when,
3: when a young child sees that, you know, the natural progression is to turn around and act out. Well, if this is what I saw, then I'm doing that. Uh, one of the more recent consults I've had was with a family, a nine year old boy and a three or four year old daughter in the family. Um, several years ago, the, the nine year old at age six uh, was exposed to um, pornography interestingly enough, by another child at church wow. um, and has now started acting out on the younger sister. Uh, so here they are at now at age nine and sister age, like I said, uh, I don't remember, maybe around four. Just five, a small. You know, just very, very young. Yeah. Uh, and they're looking for help, and th- there are not any uh, professionals in their area that are available with COVID because people aren't seeing right. you know, live. What's your advice to them
2: regarding I call it the black box, the the these the cell phones. I mean, and what these people, I mean, how closely does that have to be monitored
3: by their parents? Uh, very closely, and I sure wouldn't recommend it you know, for someone at a very young age. Yeah, um,
1: I saw the average age of kids introduced to the internet is five.
3: Whoa! Wow!
1: Which is frightening. Well, what happens is a lot. of, I've
0: noticed. Is that people use iPads and computer stuff like mm-hmm. that basically as virtual babysitters because yep. they don't want to really have to, you know, go play or whatever. And so, mm-hmm. so what happens is they're they're just assuming because they're playing some game on there or whatever that they would never get access. But we all know how easy it is for something to just pop up and, or happen in this, you know. And
3: porn marketers use children's games as a gateway to expose them to porn. Wow. So they, they click on what looks to be a, a child's game or a cartoon ad, and boom, it takes right to a X porn site. Good night. Isn't that something?
1: I mean, that, that's... That's making me angry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it should make us angry.
3: Well, I mean,
1: yeah. Gee, well, yes.
2: So is it a governmental fix, or is it a family fix to say, look, I mean... So how do how do you how do you, how do you, you, how do you hope do? both? It, it, should, it should the be whole both.
1: world should declare war on this,
2: right? Because all it
0: does is destroy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think back to that John ten ten. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. You think about what Steve just described. You take a little, a little, or the little four year old girl who's now she'll be altered for mm-hmm. the rest of the right. way, and the boy too. Mm-hmm. But these two young children are altered forever, and that's the thing about it. Not mean they can't find healing, can't find things, because, you know, Lisa and I did. That's what happened to her. Uncle molester her over a period of years, puts this bad thing mm-hmm. in her head that she's only here to please men. That, that's what she thought her, mm-hmm. her role was. And then all the problems she had before me, and then we had after. And we had to go through a lot of, you know, meeting with folks just like mm-hmm. you to find that place of healing. So that's the sad thing is you see it's the, the fix, of course, is – is God and, you know, the individual. But it, I don't know that you could ever—the evil one is so entrenched in this thing. I don't know how you'd ever do it by some program or some other way. I, mm-hmm. Do you say—I no. mean, it, it, it's going to have to be individuals that yeah, just—
3: I have. think it's got to be family. It's got to be parents. Um, you know, kids are going to be exposed. In this in this culture we live in, uh, it, it's impossible to keep them from being exposed. So to me, it's how do you arm your kids so that when they get exposed— they can handle that in the best way. They can talk about it. It doesn't become a secret. Um, that they that they've had a, a rehearsed conversation. If a friend says, "Hey, you want to see this video?" Well, you know, I'm not just caught off guard. And sure, uh, You mm-hmm. need to ask a question. Or what yeah. kind of video are you talking about? Is there a way to what sanction
2: it to to thwart it? To, to well, they do this have
3: a, part. They do
2: have filters, and, and there's... I mean, why give your child something? But we just, shouldn't. Um, Steve's I mean,
1: saying no matter what, they basically concluded, you're not going to get away from it. No matter what, right? Is that what you yeah, what mean?
3: You know, whether it's on TV, whether it's magazine, uh, a cell phone. I saw um, the little print. gyrating
2: girls the other day, 10, 11 years old, uh, the bunch uh, from the, France. The cuties. Oh, yeah, on the, yeah. Yeah. I on saw Netflix, that, yeah. I said, man. No, that's
1: not helping. No. Um, you just saw the ad for it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So what's the I'm answer, sure, answer sure to that part of it? Yeah, I mean, since um, our
2: culture
3: is, is spiraling downward yeah, I, every, every, every decade that goes by. Preparation, talk, uh, begin early conversations. Uh, I recommend by age three we're having conversations with our children about body parts, um, you know, answer basic questions, satisfy curiosity. Yep. Uh, certainly by six or seven, they need to know where babies come from. They need mm-hmm. to know what sex is. Just a simple, just you know, filling that blank in their mind. Um, you know, uh, biblical concept. Uh, Something is off limits. If it's forbidden, it just creates a desire in me to want to know it or do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the curiosity is satisfied, it's, it's like an inoculation. Yeah. Uh, so if we can answer those, ki- those questions our kids have, uh, much less likely to then uh, believe what the world tells them or what a friend tells them. Um, You know, if you take Jesus' words uh, at at face value, you'll know the truth. The truth will set you free. Okay, so if I have the truth about sex already filled in, then when lies come, it's just like water off a duck's back. I I don't absorb the lie because I've already got the truth in there.
0: That's great, and that has started. Let's take another break. So what would you tell, Steve? A lot of our listeners, as I said, have issues. So say you got a teenage boy, um, and he, he. He feels guilty, but he's looking at, he doesn't want Mm -hmm. to. And so he's trying to figure out, what what can I do? Because I get that question a lot. So what would you tell them? The ones who have been engaged for a while, they desperately don't want to do this anymore, but Mm -hmm. like anything else with lust or whatever, they they keep being drawn into
3: them. Number one, that that conversation is a long conversation because there's so much connected to it. Probably the thimble version is, uh, what's the payoff or what's the escape? And sometimes it's both. Uh, the payoff, what, when I'm looking at the porn, what desire of the heart is being met? Do I feel powerful? Uh, do I feel connected? Do I feel wanted? Do I feel um, accepted? I mean, what what am I getting out of it when I'm watching it? Uh, or am I numbing something out? And just like any, any drug or other behavior, uh, when I'm watching it, something isn't there that normally is, like lonely or sad or anger or, or shame, guilt. Uh, so if I can identify... You know th- those two things. Right. Uh, now we've got a path to go down, and, and uh, much more successful than just get the Bob Newhart. Stop it! Yeah. If you've seen the <laughs> stop it video before yeah. that little skit. Yeah. Um, you know I love that skit. It's a great skit. Uh, but you know the absurdity of just telling somebody, well, just don't do it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or I'm going to put
3: you in do the box. It. I always think yeah. of that. Like on, your the, box.
1: <laughs> on the drug, you know, the big revelation about what we're going to do about drugs. You know, Nancy Reagan. How about let's just say no. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you know, but it just didn't really work because yeah. why, what do we say yes to? why are we even doing this? I mean, I think sex is the same well, thing, the
0: it same. is and and that's a great way to describe it is to figure out the why 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 yeah, why is this such even... an appeal to me so to somebody else doesn't seem to be a problem at all, but and, that's because something's driving them, right?
3: And some, some people can just stop. I mean, literally, it's, okay, well, that's a bad bad thing. I don't want to do that anymore, so I just quit. And, right. and some people can, but other people mm-hmm. are in that struggle you're describing. I right. mean, I want to stop, and I know it's wrong, but something just keeps, um, keeps propelling me down that road. Right. And that doesn't even begin to get into the trauma effect or, or trauma bond that uh, if I've been uh, molested, abused, or exposed early, to some kind of sexual behavior you know we normal to recreate that and so sometimes we're drawn to to watch what's been done to us right uh and that is a that's a whole layer deeper right
0: some Mm -hmm. from a victim side and some from a perpetrator Mm -hmm. you could see it from both sides well i think that's kind of what first drew lisa and i to you and holly was because you guys are very open and talk about past problems talk about those things and we're the same way because when you find healing from these things, whatever they are, you want to help other right. people because you you hate seeing them trapped. Because at one time you were in that you know place, know what it's like to be there. That's yeah. Exactly right, mm-hmm. which
2: you know motivates ministry. One of the one of the thoughts I put before the brothers, I will have to admit, they did laugh out loud. Sunday morning, I was talking about you know when you are younger, and and uh, you pull these stunts and it just sack 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 sack. Let's get it on. Let's go 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 go. I said, you know, by the time you get about my age, seventy four. I said, you're doing things like this. Okay, well, honey, what about sex or popcorn? <laughs> I said it many times now, many, many times. I'm saying, Popcorn's winning. Said, Let's go with to popcorn.
3: <laughs> I said,
2: you will reach a point to when sex becomes less and less. I said, I'm just preparing some of you young books that think I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I said, trust me when I tell you, there will come a time when you will view sex totally differently than you do now, mm-hmm. it, it's it's not the end of all things no. and the greatest thing you can participate in. I said, you'll find that out the further you go. I remember so. Phil saying one
1: time, nobody's ever died from a lack of sex. Yeah, <laughs> It's not life-threatening, which you hear something like that, and you're like, oh, wow. Because <laughs> in your, I mean, a lot of it is in your mind. I mean, I'm from a totally different perspective, which is... I wasn't really exposed. To it. I remember when being a kid, I'd see the magazines, but I just thought that's not real. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't know why I thought that, but I thought they're just trying to make money. I mean, I'd look at it and think, huh, this can't be real. And so, and, and it, you were right; it, it really is mm-hmm. not real. And so, it's, even it's though, a complete yeah, mirage. It, the whole, but thing. you know, sex so much in your mind. The the excitement, I mean, a, a lot of it is we have a, a natural, you know, attraction. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you see something graphic, you know it's wrong. But if it's like uh, flirtatious and it's it just right on the line of it, it you know, in your mind, I think that's why it's so easy to have a fair. And it's the idea mm-hmm. of it that's actually greater than the payoff. You know, when you were saying, what what is the
2: payoff of it? And Jay maybe, said his buddies were telling him, Jace, I mean, if you don't have sex with this girl, you're dating. Because Jace told him, no, no sex. I'm waiting until I get married. And his buddies were saying, you're not even going to know what to do, where to start. And Jace's answer was, "Uh, I'll figure it out. (laughs) So Jace said, Dad, the first hour on our honeymoon... It was basically a elongated study of the human anatomy. <laughs> yeah. And, he said, I, and then he ended up, he said, I ended up with three kids. I figured it out. Yeah, you figured it <laughs> out. But it was,
1: you know, I thought. But they
2: don't believe Jace when Jace says, no, nah, I waited right. till I was married. And mm-hmm. a lot of his buddies said, oh, don't be telling me that stuff because it's so rare now. So, I mean,
1: I did things that were wrong. I'll tell people that. But, you know, I didn't come close to having sex because we had just. You know, in my mind, though, I was like, "Man, I'm having all these thoughts," and I really believe some of it's natural. You're just mm-hmm. you're trying to stay pure. God knows my heart. I'm trying. Mm-hmm. We're praying. I'm apologizing. I even you know shed some tears one time because I was like, "I just, I just can't." I mean, I we're we were so close to the finish line. Just the the stress of it all mm-hmm. was just getting to me. But it comes back down to whether you're going to trust God. I mean, I was fortunate enough to hear that speech. Even though it was barbaric, there was communication, mm-hmm. and I equated that. That's a wrong. That's a wrong place to go. I don't want to get some disease and. Die. I mean, it was kind of scared me. And even though I was pretty young, you didn't want that,
0: your genitals rotting. Yeah, off. I
1: didn't want the <laughs> genitals rotting off. And so, look, what would happen is when I would date, if if I if I sensed any kind of evil connotation, I, I withdrew. You know, I, I told you a couple of girls I pursued based on the way they look. You know, when I heard them drop an elf bomb in the first two sentences, I'm like, I'm out. There's probably a sexually transmitted disease there. That was my thinking because I thought I, I I don't. I was don't a want past
2: offender, warning my children because I didn't take mm-hmm. that advice to stay pure. See what I'm saying? So I saw where that led. So I was trying to tell them, to look, down the same road. don't don't go down that road. Yeah. Let's take one last break. Well, and then
0: to, I think Lisa and I are living proof that once Jesus enters the picture for you, if you, which is the best route to go, that it can change your behavior. Because we have been sexually active. Uh, as Dad talked about in the last podcast, a guy got after me with a crowbar in New Orleans, brought me to my senses, you know, like, yeah. the, like the prodigal son. Lisa, when I came back, we started dating again, but I told her, I was like, I, I'm changed. I, I'm not drinking anymore, no more drugs, and no sex till I get married. So I just made my mind up. Now, in Christ, mm-hmm. I could do that, you know? And uh, it wasn't easy because we had been together already.
1: Yeah, to me, that's way harder than what I. People put yep. me on a pedestal, and I'm like, I didn't really know what I was missing. Now, you try to. Well, start from course, now. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm gonna need some counseling. So what happened was getting
0: married in a year, and then it was nine months, and then it was six months because you know my my biology was taking mm-hmm. over my theology. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So the countdown. The countdown started, it, it, the countdown started and so we were. Like that, so finally, it was one Friday night, I just said, "You know what? We need. Let's get married next Friday. Are you ready?" And she's like, "I'm ready." Mm-hmm. You know, which was a shock to the system and the family. And Dad was like, "Yeah, that's right." Because I was like. I don't want, it wasn't just to, so we wouldn't have sex. I was just like, I, I, I decided I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And so I, would, I just soon the rest mm-hmm. of my life start next week. And so really it was that. So I think Jesus is the one that did it for us. I want to ask this, we're almost out of time, but I want to ask a question about this. I, I told you about this thing I found. Mm-hmm. P- the percentage of people not getting married is huge now. Yeah. I mean, some of the numbers they have put in here, I mean, one time it was just a low percentage 50 or 60 years ago, and now you're talking about 40% of people who are under the age of 40 aren't married, mm-hmm. and yet they're still having children, obviously, there's still people having sex, mm-hmm. all this going on. So what do you think that is? What I mean, what what is this huge trend of people not wanting to have a traditional family anymore? Is it's just culture, or you think there's something else that's driving that? I think
3: there are multiple... Uh, factors in there like uh, we were talking earlier you know, before the podcast started i uh, hey, wouldn't know, grown up seeing terrible marriage why would i want to have one of those yeah so yeah. just you know, marriage turned off in general um hey if we can live together and have sex who needs to get married yeah right because uh, you know that in our culture it's just a piece of paper it's just a law you know who, who needs that um I don't know what else. And I'm not sure there are and, other, and other and thoughts not, in your too.
2: Not, yeah. not reading these scriptures. So well, they're well, useful but, for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so you'll be thoroughly equipped for every good work. They, right. they they don't view these scriptures as something that you need to feed on.
1: But marriage is hard. I mean, I, oh. that that's it you just think it from a worldly perspective. If you can have the sex and not the responsibility. Mm-hmm. I could see how that would catch on with people who don't have integrity or responsibility or realize the consequences for kids growing up without a father or you know two parents. I mean, that's what I think. Well,
0: my point is is the the it seems to me and just from my observation, the further we move away from traditional marriage, whether you put it in a religious bubble mm-hmm. which or yeah. not, the more our culture seems to be breaking down. In a
2: terrible way, uh, the Apostle yeah. Paul had a good point. When the Roman Empire was fixed to start persecuting the church, those who marry will face many troubles in this life, and I want to spare you this. <laughs> well, if you look at it, he said, "It's it's like you said. It's it's not a not a cakewalk. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you, you will face many troubles." And everyone who's married, saying, "Boy, I tell you what, that's that's good insight there into my." Situation. Um, I ran into a lot of trouble. Well,
3: got a generation that just avoids commitment. Period. I mean, they don't want to commit. to They'll they'll be at somebody's house on Friday night. It's a I'll let you know. Maybe I'll be there. Maybe I won't. So why in the world would I commit the rest of my life to one person? Or or if relationships are just kind of temporary anyway, Mm -hmm. you know, if I grew up believing relationships don't last, well, I'm in. We're together at the moment, but I may find somebody better next month. So. I'm well, and, at and let's
0: face it, though. We know that won't work because you're still going to have jealousy. I mean, even people who don't know anything about God, we're living together. You bring all of a sudden he goes and starts sleeping with the neighbor's wife. There's going to be strife and I conflict. I mean, the you dad mean?
2: you came from back there when you were younger, you looked up one day, he's gone. Then a month goes by, two months, three months, there's some other guy. He comes in there. Well, he's your dad for a while, yeah. whether he married or just mm-hmm. was there. Well, he's gone. Then you look up, and dad number three is there, and he's mean as a junkyard dog. I can see how a 10-, 12-, 15-year-old would say, man. Well, you know it's affected them, And it's basically yeah. Russian roulette. You know roulette. what I'm saying?
0: It's Russian roulette because somewhere along the line, somebody's going to get abused physically sexually some way i mean it's mm-hmm. it's, it's going to keep happening and then you got these large swaths of people and whole cultures that don't even know who anybody's dad is mm-hmm. i mean you're talking about 70 percent in some of those communities no no idea who mm-hmm. his dad is who his dad is who we're our all sinners
2: culture. and all of us together all i know to do is preach the good news to them
1: Say so, look. That's what I was wondering. We got I mean, what do you say the solution? I mean, one one thing y'all are doing is having these difficult conversations in churches, which is awesome. Okay. And we're all united in trying to share Jesus because ultimately right. if you're married to Jesus, I think the more unselfish you become, because when you think about why people have affairs and even on the internet, it's all self. It's at James 3, 16, where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. Because you're basically not thinking about, oh, how can I you know, please my wife? You're like, oh, this thing here is doing this for free. Yeah. One of the
2: comments I made the other Sunday morning, I said, look, I know some of you are thinking, well, I mean, you know, I don't know what to do with myself. I'm all sexually charged up. I said, look, marry you someone of the opposite sex and get after it. Go for it. (laughs) I said, don't hold anything back. I said, marry you one and go ahead and get it on. I said, it's not that hard to say, how do I do this right? Uh, Marry somebody of the opposite sex and have at it. I said, you're going to find out in about a week. You're going to say... Oh, I'm not as fired up as I was. I said, that's the way it works. <laughs> First, they're all sexed out, but say, all you want, all the time. What, what, what's the hole up? Now, after the day's eight, you're pretty well winding down. to you get charred back up, I said, was it all worth it to lose your soul? Just get married, and you'll find out that it's not the controlling uh, act in your life. <laughs>
0: That's the Phil Robertson, Bob Newhart approach. So t- uh, ultimate um, escape.org Yeah, so if any of you guys listening would like to learn more about what Steve and Holly do, check out their website. Uh, maybe something that can help because uh, they do like us. They, they travel to places. We and, really and appreciate us. what y'all do. Thank you. Absolutely. And then everything you do for us uh, locally as well. So that's, that's a great blessing. Remind before uh, we sign off, uh, unfiltered. Uh, Dad and I are going to be doing a talk shop live. Uh, That's coming up on uh, what date is called Thursday, October 15th, I think at five o'clock. And so you get a chance to win one of these cool shirts. I ride with King Jesus uh, and as, as well as a book. So be sure and check that out as well. And thanks for listening to unashamed. Thanks for listening to the unashamed podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes and don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes.